another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined as always by Gabby Urrutia. Urrutia. And we are here recording our Boston College game preview. Little early, number one. It's Thanksgiving week, so just want to knock it out before you know we have to handle our Thanksgiving duties. Number two, it's a Friday game, so that kind of pushes things up too. So we're going to preview Boston College here on a Tuesday. Also want to highlight on the front end of this podcast, with it being Thanksgiving week and all the deals that come with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, et cetera, et cetera, 24-7 Sports has their annual Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Thanksgiving week uh, sale happening. It is a 75% off an annual subscription deal that gets you a year's worth of our VIP coverage for only $27. So if you, um, you know, it's, it's the best subscription deal of the year. And look, the next eight weeks ahead are going to be massive for the program uh, with, with talent acquisition season coming up with both early signing day happening in mid to late-ish uh, December and then the winter transfer portal window happening and then where all those players land uh, going into the spring semester, which closes, what, mid to late-ish January around the country. So. Big opportunities for Miami to level up their their talent and depth. I will say, too, if you're already a monthly subscriber, you can upgrade to take advantage of this deal. I, If you are a monthly subscriber, you should definitely do that because that takes you from 10 bucks a month to, you know, for 27 bucks, you get a year's worth of coverage. So wanted to highlight that. Gabby, you already have some VIP content. Um you know, that I think people would be interested in uh, reading uh, if, if they haven't taken advantage of this deal. Highlight just what you already have on the site in terms of some of the VIP uh, content you've produced today. You mentioned it, David. It's transfer portal season. And, you know, there there will be names that begin to emerge just sort of in the transfer portal ahead of the window actually opening. Uh, so, you know, already kind of got some insight on a player that Miami might be kind of kicking the tires on early in the process. It seems like it's just the beginning of that right now. So we'll see where it goes, but we got some early Intel on a potential transfer target that I think is definitely worth checking out. And early this morning, you know, first thing in the morning that people woke up to was, you know, a 10 most wanted list uh, for Miami, you know, just over the course of the rest of the recruiting cycle from a high school recruiting standpoint. So I think if you want to just kind of start dipping your toes into the recruiting stuff and just kind of start consuming some of that content, I think it'd be a good place for you to start just to see what names uh, these guys are tracking. And, you know, definitely, obviously, the season hasn't gone the way that, you know, maybe some had hoped. But, you know, as we kind of wrap up the regular season here, go into bowl season, that is when Mario Cristobal and this staff really, really turned things up, as we've seen over the last two recruiting cycles. So uh, definitely stay locked in for all the exciting things that are going to come with Miami's recruiting stuff over the next few weeks. Yeah, closing season's here. Uh, again, 27 bucks for a year. Hop on it again. We appreciate everyone who consumes this podcast and, and supports the work that we do. Uh, this is a deal that 
definitely, I think, works both ways. It supports us, and I think it's a great value for, for anyone that loves Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting. All right, let's get into the Boston College game here, and let's start with you know Miami injury talk like we do usually at the top. Uh, Mario Cristobal said tight end Elijah Arroyo is going to be a go this week. Uh, let's see what he can provide in terms of production. Defensive tackle Leonard Taylor was held out. I think he, he was a go in warmups um, and, and just decided he couldn't couldn't do it. He got nicked up during the Florida State game and played through some stuff up at Florida State. So uh, we'll see if he's able to go this week against uh, Boston College. Daryl Porter, he says, is, is you know, game time decision as well. We'll see about that one. Uh, I'm a little skeptical on that one, but hopefully I'm wrong. All right, so we got Miami at Boston College. Noon kickoff on ABC. It'll be 45-degree weather. Sunny, uh, partly cloudy, I guess, but uh, I don't think it's going to be like a, a gray day. I guess it could be, but 45 degrees is, is what they're calling for uh, at kickoff. Uh, and, and in this series, Miami leads the series against Boston College 24-6. to Last matchup was in 2018 with Boston College winning 27-14 in Chestnut Hill. Miami's last win was in 2012, uh, also in Chestnut Hill, 41-32. to um, This this week's game will mark three straight games in Boston in this series, which is kind of interesting from a scheduling perspective. And Boston College has won three of the last four meetings against Miami. Uh, Boston College this season, they're 6-5. and five. Overall, currently three and four in the ACC. They are three and three at home. They started the year one and three. Then they ripped off five straight wins to become bowl eligible. And then most recently, they have lost two straight, uh, losing to Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh. Eight of Boston College's 11 games this season have been decided by one score. And Boston College's five and three in those one-score games. Coaching overview. Head coach is Jeff Halfley, 42 years old. He's in his fourth year there at Boston College. He came to Boston College after serving as the Ohio State defensive coordinator in 2019. Prior to that, he was a longtime NFL defensive backs coach. He is a Greg Schiano disciple. I believe he got his first break at Rutgers back in the day. Uh, when Greg Schiano was there. He's in his fourth year at Boston College again, 21-25 and 25 record overall. He's primarily been a 500 coach outside of one season at Boston College, which is pretty good. Uh, he went 6-5 and five his first year, 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Last year, he went 3-9, and nine, so dip last year. This year, they're bouncing back. They're 6-5, and five, obviously with a chance to go 7-5, and five, and that would be his best season of his Boston College tenure. So considering... The program, I think Jeff Halfley is doing a solid job at Boston College. Their offensive coordinator is Steve Shimko. <clears throat> he is the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. First season in that offensive coordinator role. He was previously a tight ends coach at Boston College and was elevated to this role. Uh, he was a Rutgers quarterback back in the day in terms of as a player. Also, too, uh, Rob Chazinski is the associate head coach for offense 
slash offensive development. So I think he plays a big part in implementing the scheme and developing the players and um, kind of in, you know, in charge of the offensive vision and philosophy. Um, he, of course, was Miami's offensive coordinator back when they were winning and competing for championships in their early 2000s. He also was a successful NFL play caller, and he also was an NFL coach. So obviously they have a lot of, you know, coaching pedigree on the offensive side with Chudzinski. My my impression is I think Shimko is the play caller, but Chudzinski kind of is a guiding force there. Yeah. I've, I've uh, heard that Chudzinski and Mario Cristobal are actually pretty close. So I think that's interesting. Very close. Very, very, yeah. very close. So, um, yeah, I think they were their best friends, honestly. Um, so it is interesting. 25 points per game uh, for Boston College's offense, 77th. In the country, 390 yards per game, 61st. Strength is their run offense at 198 yards per game on the ground, which is 17th in the country. They have a 72% touchdown percentage when they're in the red zone, which is 19th in the country, which makes sense when you have the NFL, you know, play caller and a strong run game. You're going to be good in the red zone typically. They're third in the conference as well in third down offense at 41.7%. Defensive coordinators kind of also interesting. They have a co-situation with Azar Abdul-Rahim, who has a defensive backs background. He's a co-defensive coordinator with Sean Duggan, who is a linebackers coach as well. And also Jeff Halfley with his background as a defensive coordinator and defensive coach. I think he is, he is involved heavily as well on that side of the ball. Boston College is at uh, allowing 28.1 points per game, which ranks 87th nationally, 378 yards per game, which ranks 67th. They are allowing 189 rushing yards per game, which is 121st. Not much to say for their line of scrimmage production as well. Uh, 1.09 sacks per game and only 3.1 tackles for loss per game which both rank below 125th or worse in the country. They're allowing 39.5% conversion rate on third down. Um, They don't really dictate much uh, to an offense. They're kind of just like a bend but don't break type of defense. Attention business owners. Have you filed for the employee retention credit? Do the latest IRS releases have you concerned about your filing? Are you seeking clarity on your employee retention tax credit filing? If you've done your employee retention tax credit filing to a third party and have reservations about its accuracy, turn to the experts at Musarino Furdock PLLC. Their team of experienced tax professionals will conduct a, a, a meticulous assessment of your filing ensuring it adheres to all relevant regulations and guidelines. Their rigorous evaluation process will leave no stone unturned, providing you with a comprehensive analysis of your employee retention tax credit submission. There's no hidden fees. They're here to help business owners who may have fallen victim to a third-party scheme. Seek certainty in a complex landscape. Call Musarino Furdock, PLLC, at 561 561- Four three seven zero four one four, or visit musarinofurdock dot com.
That's M-U-C-E-R-I-N-O-F-U-R-D-O-C-K.com. The holiday season is upon us, and Midway Sports is here to take care of all of your sporting good needs. Check out their wide range of selections for all your golf, pickleball, football, basketball, and baseball needs with a variety of top-of-the-line necessities and accessories to help you look and perform your best on the field of play. All of that located just a mile south of the University of Miami campus. Midway Sports is also there for all of your team uniform needs, whether that be your kids' Little League team or your adult softball team. Tell them Gabby Rudia with Through the Smoke sent you, and they will take 30% off the price of, of the cost of your uniform order. Let's get into the personnel. Gabby, you and I both watched more Boston College than we would care for in preparation uh, for this podcast. Let's start with their offense, and let's start with you know a playmaking quarterback in Thomas Castellanos. What are your impressions of him as a player? Yeah, Thomas Castellanos, uh, you know, I think, He's kind of, I just kind of watch him and he kind of just seems to me like a play extender, right? Like, I feel like he's a, kind of a dual threat quarterback, but to me, I think has the intentions of being a pass first guy. Like, I think he tries to genuinely, you know, drop back and try to deliver the football, but absolutely has that switch in his head where it's just like, all right, kind of got to go. Obviously, they'll design runs for him. He's a smaller stature guy. Like, I don't think he's six foot tall. Um, you know, he was a former UCF recruit. So Gus Malzahn recruited him to UCF out of uh, the state of Georgia and he transferred to Boston college and won the starting job there. Uh, I think he's a, he's a really, really good athlete. Um, you know, again, I don't think he's the sharpest passer, but when he's kind of on, he can be like really, really effective. Um, so, and then he's, he is a really good athlete. So when it's time for him to kind of make a play with his legs or scramble or bail out, uh, I think he does a good job of extending plays. And I think even when he does kind of ex- extend plays and kind of evade pressure, I think he still kind of has his eyes downfield, kind of looking to kind of throw the ball. So I, again, I do think he's not that guy that he's just kind of back there, just trying to find a way to, or, or a reason to run. I do think he tries to spin it around and, uh, again, I don't think he's particularly the sharpest passer at times, um, but I think he's a he's a really fun kind of kid to watch. Just, you know, I think he has definitely some talent and his ability to move around and kind of make some magic happen for them is is, uh, you know, again, it works for them. Uh, again, they 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 ripped off five straight wins and Thomas Castellanos was was good in those wins. So whenever whenever it whenever it kind of clicks for him, it definitely seems to click for the team. Yeah, he I would call him. He's five foot ten, hundred ninety five. So he is under. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like that athletic kind of second baseman. If if I'm making a weird yeah. baseball comp, no, that that, that does uh, make sense. He, I would call him like a high risk, high reward quarterback. So he can generate some big time plays both with his legs and with his arm when he buys time. Uh, but he also forces some throws. Only Jaden Daniels, LSU's Jaden Daniels, who has a thousand yards rushing on the year has run for more yards or gained more yards than Thomas Castellanos as a runner on the year. Thomas has run for 827 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, but on the flip side of that, he also Thomas leads the country in turnover worthy plays according to pro football focus. So he's, he's thrown 11 interceptions and he has 26 turnover worthy plays on the year. So he will, he gets in trouble at time. Like it's almost like when he's in the pocket and, and trying to throw it deep and outside the numbers, it's almost like 
he gets a little lazy with hanging the ball out there too much. Cause I don't think like arm strength is necessarily that much of an issue for him. Uh, but at times the ball will hang too much and, and DBs will make him play pay. Uh, but he will break your spirit on some plays as a runner. Um, and you just gotta tip your cap and line up for the next play. So he's an interesting player. He's definitely the, the, the engine that makes them go. I would argue he's really their only playmaker on offense and uh, you know, his, his high risk, high reward play at quarterback. It's kind of what they have to do. Um, But he's, he's, he's a talented college quarterback that I think they are wise to invest in him long-term. How about their running game? What stands out about Kai Robichow? Yeah, yeah, Kai Robichow, man. Are, are we selling Kai Robichow short here? Uh, no, I mean to me, he's a he seems like a very vertical, you know, kind of downhill runner. Um, I mean, when you kind of watch Boston College, and you know, I think again, just kind of considering what they are, I think Kai Robichow does does a good job for them. Again, just kind of being that kind of like in between the tackles type of runner. Um, I don't know if there's a, if there's much wiggle to him. Um, but I think he's Zero. a guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a definitely a downhill physical runner that will go get you, you know, four or five yards if need be. So uh, he's kind of he's kind of like their workhorse back. If it's not Thomas Castellanos running back, it's typically Kai Robichaux. And they, I know they got a couple other guys back there, but Robichaux seems to be their their top tailback. Yeah, and he's coming off a hundred yard performance against Pittsburgh, so he's definitely that downhill guy. If you if you make him wiggle. That's ideal for the defense, um, but he can definitely go downhill on you, and uh, he is a load to bring down at times once he gets that momentum going. How about pass catcher? Uh, the guy to me that stands out is Lewis Bond. He's yep. he's got a little bit of explosiveness to him. Sure. Uh, five five hundred and sixty five yards, six touchdowns on the year. Um, to me, he's the only one really that like scares you in terms of explosive potential amongst their receivers. Yeah. Lewis Bond is definitely their, their wide receiver one type. Uh, You know, he leads, I think he's the only pass catcher that has double digit touchdowns on the year. So he has six and no one else has more than one. Uh, So, uh, you know, he's definitely uh, Thomas Castellanos' go-to type of guy. Uh, Just a, just kind of a fun name that they have on the roster is Dino Tomlin, which is Mike Tomlin's mm-hmm. son, the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. And he's made a couple, he's made a few plays for him. You kind of turn it out, you turn on the, the, the film and, you know, he'll occasionally flash or do something, um, you know, pretty decent for them. So uh, I think Lewis Bond, Dino Tomlin sporadically are the two that kind of stand out to me. And how about their offensive line? What do you think about that group? Yeah. Again, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's too bad. You know, I think maybe they're better as, as just like, like, again, just kind of like that in that vertical run game, just kind of getting some push. I think they do a good job of helping Robichaux kind of just grind out, chug along, get, get, get the yards that he kind of needs to get and occasionally bust one off. Um, I'm not, I, I don't think that they're the best, you know, in pass pro, but it, it's a, it's a big older group, um, you know, kind of veteran offensive line. So like, I, I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's very, you know, it doesn't do a ton for me. Yeah, they probably have one guy, uh, Christian Mahogany, who's probably going to yeah. be an NFL guard. Um, he's he's a physical guard, and he's he's definitely a player they look to run behind in that downhill run game. Uh, how about their defense, Gabby? Just watching them a little bit, like I did, you know, doesn't 
like no one really jumps out at me at least uh in terms of like body types or crazy athleticism like to me if i'm gonna highlight a guy that i think looks the part for his position uh defensive tackle cam horsley kind of flashes i think he's number 96 uh, I think he's a guy at defensive tackle that'll make an NFL training camp. He does a good job at times kind of clogging things up. And then, um, you know, I didn't know this till today, but cor- their best corner, Elijah Jones, yeah. is out for the season. So, Oh, uh, he was someone I was thinking about. That's someone that someone I was going to name drop. Yeah, so he has five picks on the year. Uh, but yeah, he's good and he looks to I mean talk about look like he's like a six foot two hundred and like ninety pound corner. Yeah. You know, he definitely, you know, I don't know. To me, like, you know, again, if we're talking talk, talk about like measurables, I, he's someone that definitely stands out. Yep. So he's not playing. Um what what did you think about their defense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's a, you know, I think Jeff Halfley, I think he's a good, you know, defensive coach. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, fairly, you know, again, well-coached unit. But again, I don't think they're overly talented. My probably favorite thing about their defense is their leading tackler just has such a Boston name. Like his name is Vinny De Palma. De Palma yeah, De Palma. It's just like, just if you're a Boston college linebacker and you're leading the team in tackles, and your name's Vinny De Palma, you're just like such a Boston college linebacker. Like, I don't know. It yep. just screams Boston College linebacker, and they have one. So, um, you know, they have a super Boston-y linebacker that just is pretty good for them. So that's probably what stands out to me. I know they, again, just kind of scrolling, even just through, like, some advanced stats. Um, it, seems, it sounds like Donovan, I'm going to butcher this last this last name, Izriaku. Uh, he leads the team with 24 pressures. So uh seems like he's one of the guys that maybe uh, makes it more. Which is more, fine. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, and it's not an outstanding number, but that's the guy that leads the team in quarterback right. pressures. Yeah, he's like a 6'2", 240 defensive end. He's definitely their biggest threat in terms of pass rushing. He has two sacks on the year. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, to me, they're kind of just like a bend but don't break style of defense. Um, I don't think they're great against the run, but I've said that about not. other teams. And then they've just like all like overperformed and then just like played the run really well against Miami. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. They're not great against the run, but I would say too, they're, they're really not great against the run when they face teams that have a running threat at quarterback, which Miami of course does not bring to the field. So uh, that is easier to defend. And, uh, but I agree. Like I thought, I don't think they're great with their run fits. I don't think they're overly athletic. Like, Vinny De Palma, the, the nicest thing you could say is that he's a Boston-y linebacker. linebacker. I mean, that's just that's, that's, all, that, that's all I want to see from Boston College. Just give right. me a Boston. It's like the New York Giants having like Tommy DeVito as a quarterback. It's just like, it's just in the stars. <laughs> so, yeah, just kind of a below average defense to me. Special teams, um, you know, nothing to write home. Of, I, I mean, Liam Connor is their kicker. He's 10 of 12 on the year in field goals. Uh, their punting has not been very good this year. They're going with, they got two guys that are averaging 38 yards per punt and, you know, nothing notable in the return phase either. Uh, Lewis bond is kind of a guy to keep an eye on in the punt return phase. Um, so yeah, I think Miami has the edge there in special teams as well. So anything else to add there? No, not for me. 
All right, so let's take a break, and then we'll talk about this game on the other side, you know, from a Miami perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Gabby, three things we want to see from the Boston College game from a Miami perspective. Yeah, for me, and I think it's, you know, I think it's hard to, I don't know, I, I don't mean this in a, in a super negative-y type of way, but I think for me, one of the first, one of the most important things is show up and just kind of care. You know, obviously Miami 6-5 and five going into this game. Absolutely. It's a fr- Friday nooner. Uh, it's going to be cold. Tell me um, this. Uh, yeah. Isn't it kind of crazy? Just watching Boston College, how Miami is also six and five. It's uh, it's absurd. It's absurd how they they how both teams have the same exact record. Uh, I mean, I think Miami's a way better team than Boston College, but like you know, again, they this have is to what, show up. Like right, they have you have you have to show you have to show up and 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 want to play this game and you know play like you're playing for something, right? You like it's still a game that you have on the schedule and it matters. Uh, you know, towards your record and Boston College. I mean, they've they've beaten teams that have given Miami a hard time. They beat Georgia Tech uh, pretty decisively. They beat Virginia. Um, you know, there's been other, you know, mishaps and, you know, they lost to teams like Pitt, who I think only had like two wins and others. But like Boston College has been competitive. They almost beat Florida State earlier in the year. Um, so, yeah, show up and care, I think, is, is a big one. Like, actually come out with some juice and play. It's like, going to be cold, Gabby. It's going to yeah. be really cold. It's going to be super cold in Boston. Um, yeah. And then I guess just more to on the field stuff, run the ball. Well, uh, you know, just kind of looking back just the past couple ACC games, uh, Boston, the Boston college defense has allowed explosive runs of 71, 56, 59, 60, and 66 uh, again over the course of the last four ACC games. So I think that, you know, again, con- continuing to run the ball well, uh, you know, create those explosive runs and and really kind of hurt that Boston College defense, I think, is a key. And uh, another one is then just containing Co- Thomas Castellanos, right? I think he's a guy that, you know, again, he, he makes things kind of happen for them. He does a really good job of extending plays. I think it's going to be important to just kind of, you know, kind of close, like, you know, have the walls kind of close in on him if you want to, you know, make, force him to make some of those errant throws. David, you talked about all the turnover-worthy plays. I think you kind of, maybe he'll force some of those turnover-worthy plays on his own, but I think when you mm-hmm. kind of put him in that box, you kind of, you start kind of entrapping him. him in. Yeah, yeah, cage him in. It it, it becomes kind of like, he, he will kind of throw it up and, and make it so that, you know, it's kind of like anyone's ball. You've got to kind of got to go up and make a play. So I think containing Thomas Castellanos is absolutely one of the keys to beating, you know, this Boston college team. Yeah. You can't let him beat you. Um, he's like, he's the one guy that can beat you, I think on that team. Um, so you just gotta do everything you can. And to me, it goes back to your original point, effort, effort, effort. Like he is going to be annoying to defend, but if Miami has effort on defense, they can absolutely handle this Boston college attack. Um, one of the things I want to see too, like, like you've talked about the run, the run defense, how you know it's suspect for Boston College. I think in general, 
I think on offense, Miami's playmakers should all eat in this game. Yeah. Like Tyler Van Dyke, like is should have all day to throw. Uh Mark Fletcher, like you've said, probably has an opportunity to get a hundred yards. Jacoby George, Xavier Restrepo, even Elijah Arroyo. Like you can see how if Elijah Arroyo is healthy, he's going to give these Boston College linebackers some issues with his athleticism. Yeah. Um you know, I just think all these guys have the potential to have big games. Um, you know, Miami's offense to me is just way more talented than, than Boston College's defense. Um, and honestly, like the last thing I'll say here is like Miami should win this game comfortably. Uh, I I think it's I'm not. I mean, you'll see, but I I'm not going to predict it, that Miami wins by at least two touchdowns, but just how the teams look and how they match up. Miami's like two touchdowns better than Boston College. They just are. To me, it just comes down to how engaged is this team to going out on a Friday and closing this season out the right way. Um, are they engaged? Are they bought in to close this regular season out the right way? I just, you know, to me, Boston College isn't very good outside of they do have a playmaking quarterback that can you know, generate some plays. How about a matchup we like the most going into this game? Yeah, for me, it's just kind of what I've touched on already. Uh, that Miami run game, or really, I guess, the Miami op- offensive line, you know, just being able to kind of block it up for a guy like Mark Fletcher and, you know, potentially having it, you know, having him, putting him in an op- in position to have a big game, uh, you know, to close out the regular season of his true freshman season, which has been awesome, especially here in the tail end. Um, you know, two of his last three games, he's ran for over 100 yards. And so if Mark Fletcher, I, I think Mark Fletcher could continue to have a good game just because I think Miami has a significant advantage uh, up front on that between that offensive line against that Boston College defensive line. Money can be the root of all evil when you don't understand it. A couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later. And the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 305-393-7698 or email globalchoice underscore consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial. And let's take pride in our finances. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at Torres, 
Lionel1, the number one, at gmail.com. LT Pro Enterprises, your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. Yeah, I'll say just everything on offense I like. Yeah. Uh, their run defense stinks. Their pass rush stinks. They're missing their best corner. Not overly athletic. I kind of like Miami's offense in general in this game. Yeah. Matchup to keep an eye on. Yeah. Thomas Castellanos. Tom, yeah, it's Thomas Castellanos. I think we're both going the same way there. Player that needs to step up. Yeah, for me, it's Ruben Bain. I think Ruben Bain, I think he could go, I think he could do a really good job of making uh, Thomas Castellanos' life really, really complicated. Uh, just if he can be kind of explosive off the line of scrimmage and, you know, get into the backfield with that high motor, I think Ruben Bain can kind of be chaotic uh, for this Boston College front in this game. Uh, you know, he's been a little bit quiet over the, like, quieter over the last few weeks. I still think he's been, you know, solid, but I think uh, this could be another big, I think this could potentially be another big Ruben Bain performance again to close out, uh, you know, things here at the tail end. Yeah, and I'll just say, like, in general, the front seven, because I think it needs to be a collective effort from that group, uh, D-line and linebackers, just just keeping him caged as much as you can. Again, he's going to get loose at times, uh, uh, but when he does get loose, you you cannot allow him to break off a explosive run. Um, he's going to convert some first downs with his legs, but it can't be explosives, because outside of him, Boston College kind of struggles to generate explosives on offense. Uh, potential player of the game, who you got? Yeah, I got Mark Fletcher again. I think he could have another big running back, another big performance like he did this past Saturday. Um, I could see it honestly be like kind of like what you're going to. Like I could see it being a lot of people on offense, uh, but I think it's clear they're kind of leaning on Mark as kind of like that running back one. And I mm-hmm. think they're going to kind of give him the opportunity to kind of, you know, again, continue to get those the bulk of those carries. And I think it could be a, I think it could be a nice Mark Fletcher game, uh, you know, just because of his physicality and and what he kind of does and what he showed really on Saturday, which I think he kind of took a step forward yeah. on Saturday in that Louisville game. So I think if Mark Fletcher can kind of continue to add on to that or just build off of that, uh, I, I think he's going to have a pretty a pretty special performance here on Saturday. I think he has the potential to have a special performance on Saturday. Friday. Uh, Friday. Yes, I agree. Mark Fletcher should run for 100 yards. Um, so projection questions, simply yes or no. I didn't send you these, Gabby. No, so you didn't. Gonna, this, is, this is gonna be a surprise. We're gonna do this on the fly. Yes or no? Miami can run for 175 yards. Ooh, yes. Yes or no? Thomas Castellan, or sorry, over under Thomas Castellanos, over under 80 rushing yards. Ooh, I'm gonna go under. Same. Miami defense over under two and a half turnovers forced. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. I'll go over. Wow. Okay. Betting line. Last I looked, uh, Miami was an eight and a half point favorite. And the over under is 48 and a half points. All right. Okay. Eight and a half. All right. So you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to predict, look, I, I do think Miami should win this game by multiple scores. But again, Boston College has played a lot of one-score games this year. 
I do think Miami wins 31 to 23. Wow, that's very nice, right? So that means Miami does not cover eight and a half, um, and they would be over. Wow. Like as you as you delivered the spread, I, I started just like thinking of a score in my head. And I wrote down 20. I, I wrote down 31, 23, but I'm going to change it now. Um, yeah, I think okay, I think I think eight and a half points is. I think Miami should cover that eight and a half points. I mean, I think Miami should win this game by more than that. Uh, I don't know. Again, I, I'm hopeful. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to be optimistic that it's going to be one of those games that like these guys are going to come out and, you know, handle business. And look, they should do that. Um, but again, I think that there's, we've also seen times where this team's kind of just, you know, been in some of these grinders in games where it felt like it shouldn't have really been grinders. I think the I'll last, say this though, they yeah. have all like this year, effort has not been an issue with this. It team, hasn't, right? it definitely so, hasn't. That's encouraging. And, yeah, for sure. But we're at the last game. So let's yeah. see how that goes. Right. And it's been two tough losses. I mean, you've played two straight top 10 teams and you know, you've lost each of those games by a touchdown. Like I, I think that. I do think that it's going to be they're we're going to see that effort from them. Um, you know, eight and a half points. You know what? I'll take Miami and the eight and a half points. Uh, let's go. I don't know. I'll go thirty four. I'll go thirty four, twenty four. Something yeah, thirty four twenty four. Miami and Miami wins and the over in Chestnut Hill. Miami gets it done. Moves to seven and five on the season. Yeah, just missing the 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 over. For the preseason over under number, and of what do we and what, and what do we talk about after? It's just like that one. Oh, like, it's a big yeah, deal. Big deal. Big deal. Um. So yeah, again, ABC noon kick, Miami at Boston College. We'll have another podcast before the game, but wanted to get this one out before. Um. We will release another podcast here on Thursday, kind of more on the talent acquisition side of things. Again, 75% off deal happening right now for InsideTheU.com. Appreciate everyone who supports us. Appreciate everyone who takes advantage of that deal. Uh, We'll see if Miami can close out this season with a win. Until next time, take care.